It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. With all due respect to Stephen Curry, the 2022 NBA season was the John Moran Show. The Lakers might say he's staying, but Russell Westbrook's future is the top interest this offseason. And the drama at the U.S. Open shows just how good the PGA Tour is right now. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. The Golden State Warriors get their fourth title in eight years. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook miss the playoffs. A young Boston team finally realizes their potential and makes it to the finals. The 2021 2022 NBA season was full of awesome storylines. Bringing in now our NBA insider, longtime guard, Antonio Daniels. And and Antonio, when you look at this season, what is going to stand out Mm. for you? Uh, Okay, I'm going to start in the regular season. I think what stood out for me in the regular season, and you can kind of parallel to the postseason, is we saw a couple teams in the finals that we did not expect to see in the finals. You know what I mean? With all due respect to both Boston and Golden State. Think about what Steph Curry said. He said, you know what, this is probably the most meaningful one because it was the toughest one. You go all the way back to their previous three championships, they were expected. They were expected to get there. You know, the year where they ran through the league and believe it was 2015 and then the back-to-backs with Kevin Durant, they were expected. This year, they were not expected to get there. The Boston Celtics. I think there was one point they were three games below 500. <laughs> three games below 500. So who would have thought at that time with a team that is three games below 500, struggling to put it all together, and all the talk around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown not meshing well. Maybe you need to move one. And here they are in the second week of June playing in the NBA Finals. But for me, I felt like the biggest stories of this year were things that didn't happen the way we thought. You look at the Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, that team. Who would have thought that team would not make the NBA playoffs? That team would not make it to the play-in game. And then you go to Brooklyn. Look at what, how we thought about Brooklyn to start the season. I know I had Brooklyn coming out the East to start the season. Remember, when the season started, they had Kevin Durant, they had James Harden, and they had Kyrie Irving. Lo and behold, James Harden's moved to Philadelphia. You bring in Ben Simmons, who doesn't play a game, and they get swept first round by this same Boston Celtics team that I referenced a minute ago. So there are a number of surprises for me. You can talk about what was the surprise of things that we didn't expect as far as the Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics meeting in the NBA Finals. Also, Brooklyn getting swept first round, and the Lakers not even making it to a play-in opportunity. I like to think about NBA seasons, um, it, not just through the, the, the champion, but 
what players did that season so what what players represented that season when we think right. about that season and and Nikola Jokic I thought was a deserving MVP candidate Joel Embiid Giannis but I wonder if the finals makes this now the Steph Curry season is there a player who is now going to stand out from this season for you yeah, but it's not about, see, for me, when I think about the players that are going to stand out, it's not the usual suspects. Mm. You know what I mean? Some of the guys that you just named, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's what we expect from Steph. That's what we expect from Giannis. That's what we expect from the Joker. You know what I mean? But when you have guys that take the proverbial step from being good to being elite, from being elite to stardom, that's where the conversation happens. I think of somebody like John Morant. I think of who John Moran has been. Yes, a really, really good basketball player. But to this year, he took that leap to stardom, to being special, to being elite. I think of someone like Jason Tatum. Yes, Jason Tatum's been really good. He's been an all-star. That's fantastic. First team All-NBA this year. So when I think of guys that took the proverbial step, not the usual suspect. These guys that we're talking about, the Jokic's, the Embiid's, um, the Steph Curry's, the Kevin Durant's, these guys have been great for as long as we can remember. It's when you start to see the young up and coming players take that step from being really good to elite to stardom. Check out Locked On NBA as they wrap up the season and look ahead to the draft. You can find it everywhere you get podcasts, including YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of $1,000 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. Coming up, reports are that he will remain in L.A., but what happens to Russell Westbrook will be what everyone is watching this offseason in the NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Let's dig into game three of the Stanley Cup final. The money line favors the Lightning. Getting on the board in this series, Bet Online likes Tampa to beat Colorado tonight, minus 107. The total reflects a game that's expected to be low scoring. Bet Online has the over under set at six. And as far as props go, if you believe Andre Vasilevsky will get at least 36 saves, Bet Online odds on him doing that. Are set at minus 118. Bet online where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. With the NBA Finals now in the books, the NBA is really just heating up. We have the draft coming up here in just a matter of days. Free agency will be here before you know it. There's already um, all kinds of rumors and, and even just coaching drama going on with what happened with Kenny Atkinson and Golden State and Charlotte. So bringing in now our NBA insider, longtime NBA guard Antonio Daniels to try and make sense of some of these storylines. Antonio, what are, what are some teams, some, some players 
that you have your eye on here in the next couple of weeks who could be on the move, who have decisions to make? What are you looking at here? Well, I think some of the things that you referenced, I think are important. I think it speaks to the uh, strength of the Golden State Warriors coaching staff with Kenny Atkinson getting the head job in Charlotte, but also Mike Brown getting the head job in Sacramento. So those are two guys that are next to Steve Kerr that won't be next to Steve Kerr next year. I'm so interested. Mike Brown was my coach here in San Antonio for a number of years. Love Mike Brown. I am so interested to see what he does as far as culture building in Sacramento. Now that they have Domas Sabonis to match along with Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox. I wish nothing but success to him. Also want to see how Kenny Atkinson handles that young um, up-and-coming Charlotte roster. Because, you know, one of the other names that was mentioned was Mike D'Antoni. And the one thing we know about Mike D'Antoni throughout his coaching career, he's the quote-unquote point guard whisperer. You know, James Harden, MVP. Steve Nash, two-time MVP. Jeremy Lin, Lin Sanity. So he's done a great job at putting point guards in a position of success, and they have LaMelo Ball there. So obviously, they went another direction with Coach Kenny Atkinson. You know the team I have my eye on. Call me biased. Call me biased because I am their cutter analyst. I have my eye on the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm. This is a team last year that at one point was 3-16. and 16. End up making it to the playoffs, winning two playing games versus the San Antonio Spurs and then the Los Angeles Clippers. Then pushing the Phoenix Suns, who at that time had the best record in the league by far. Understand, they did this through this entire season without their best player, a generational talent in Zion Williamson. So when you add Zion Williamson next to Brandon Ingram, next to C.J. McCollum, next to Jonas Valanciunas, Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, these kind of guys, it could be a special season in New Orleans. And, and Zion's future, we, we still don't know what the future of, of, of Zion Williamson is in New Orleans. And so to have a great season, could go a long way into helping make sure that that he sticks around with that franchise, with that organization. They've done a good job of putting pieces around them. They were one of the great stories of the end of that season and pushed the Phoenix Suns, as you mentioned. Player movement, free agency, trades. We know there's going to be a blockbuster deal that no one saw coming. Um, I'm not going to ask you to peer inside your crystal ball and predict right. that because otherwise right. we would have seen it coming. You, I, mm-hmm. you can't predict these things. But are there some, some decisions out there, some teams out there that you think would benefit from saying, we need to make a big shakeup, or if I'm a player, I need to look for a different opportunity because it's just not going to happen here. I, I tell you who jumps like immediately when you're asking that question, what jumped out to me, obviously, is Russell Westbrook and the Los Angeles Lakers. First and foremost, you can look at that situation. You can look at a situation uh, with John Wall in Houston. Mm. As far as these are decisions that have to be made, one, in essence, in the Los Angeles Lakers for your team, John Wall for the individual. You know, Houston right now is in a complete rebuild mode, and obviously John Wall is not a part of that moving forward. So they have to some, come to some sort of, sort of common ground. Okay, are you going to buy him out? How is that going to work? Is he going to give some money back? Whatever it may be. But Russell Westbrook, I think, is the – is the big piece here because you figure after the way this year played itself out, what's next? Can coach Darvin Ham find a way to implement Russell Westbrook and his skill set alongside both LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Can that happen? Can Russell Westbrook take a back seat and not be Batman, not be Robin, 
but may possibly be Alfred, you know, be the third option. You know, <laughs> will Russell Westbrook sacrifice and possibly come off the bench if that's what's best for the L.A. Lakers? And if not, now it's time to tear, start taking a look at, okay, can you move him? Who can use him? How do you kind of navigate that whole situation moving forward for the Los Angeles Lakers? I think that is the biggest offseason question. Andy and Brian Kamenetsky will have the Lakers offseason covered from baseline to baseline. Check out Locked on Lakers on YouTube and anywhere you can find podcasts. Coming up, the U.S. Open came down to the wire and asserted the PGA Tour's dominance over golf. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. One mistake. That's all Matthew Fitzpatrick made seemingly all day. And it was on the 72nd hole of the U.S. Open, bunkering himself on the last with a chance to close out the championship. But from less than 160 yards, he hits an unbelievable shot and holds off all chasers, Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, and others to win the U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline, Mass. Joining me now from Locked On Big 12, our resident golf fanatic josh neighbors and and josh this is a a a historic win for matthew fitzpatrick who becomes just the second male golfer to win the u.s amateur and the u.s open at the same golf course and what a year for young golfer scotty scheffler at 25 uh wins the the masters justin thomas at 29 wins uh, the PGA Championship, and now Matthew Fitzpatrick at 27 with the U.S. Open. What stands out to you? For the week? Well, today, especially the the 17 of 18 greens regulation. I mean, at, at a U.S. Open, if you're going to do that, that's probably going to get it done if you're in contention. Because we saw Zalatoris really playing catch up there on the back nine. I mean, there's a lot of those errant tee shots that caused him basically to be, you know, had to do uh, an iron shot and a putt to try and save par. And that's kind of what made his two-shot lead evaporate and then caused him to be playing from behind the end. Dal Torres in his last few uh, uh, Fitzpatrick in his last few holes, so solid. Just really solid. And that will get it done, especially if you're in the lead. It was changing hands so much. This was an excellent day of golf. This was such a fun day. This was the most kind of U.S. Open day you can imagine. Guys all packed the top, switching spots because of how difficult the course was. And the guys who kind of you know, stood out, Scheffler, I think, and, and Fitzpatrick, the most, getting kind of the job done, and, and Fitzpatrick most of all with that consistency. What do you think this this uh, represents now? Because we had um, a, a lot of guys at the top of the leaderboard. Carl Morikawa spit the bit. John Rahm, he struggles on Sunday. Um, Roy McIlroy not able to get it going, but but Matthew Fitzpatrick held all these guys off, and that was the big question with him. He he was this impressive young Euro player, but has struggled in these big spots in tournaments past. Are we looking at someone who now now the floodgates because open because he this was as solid a ball striking performance yeah. as you're going to see at a major championship. Well, we keep we keep saying the floodgates could open for these guys, and like they do, but the problem is is that you know 
we talk about Tiger so much. Like long gone are those days where somebody's going to dominate like that, just because there's too many good players. There are too many guys who are too good. I'm not saying that you know I love Tiger. You and I both love Tiger. It's it's great, but that era, like the players, weren't as good as they are now. There are too many guys who are way too good at golf. It's just, it's kind of the simple answer. And on any given week, as we see right here, one of these guys can go out there and win a tournament like this. And, you know, like, I don't think back in the old days, I'm not sure how many guys could go out there and have the performance that he had today. But, you know, he went out there and did it and, and, uh, you know, was was in contention and then got the job done. And I don't think it's a lack of quality thing. I think it's just there are so many guys who are so good now. So I want want to ask this question in in a particular kind of way, because Scotty Scheffler comes out. He plays the first five holes in three under, yeah. has a chance on 18 yeah. to, to essentially force a playoff if the rest of the holes play out the way that they, they did with, with Matthew Fitzpatrick. He comes up just short, but his last six months are like, we're talking about Tiger level, Rory at his peak. Yeah. Like those are the last time we saw a guy just constantly win these big tournaments like this. And then on the other hand, Will Zalatoris. He's now been in second at the PJ Championship, <laughs> Masters last year, bridesmaid. and the U.S. Open. Which one of those stories, the, the, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, or the, wow, this guy's on a historic run, which one of those guys do you think you will, you will remember this tournament as? I think Scheffler, the way he went out there, just, you know, because like, I think we have a soft, soft spot for Sal Torres, but really, he was kind of relatively unknown until, until recently, Speaking of the last couple of years, really is when he kind of made that push, that charge. Scotty's kind of been around for for a little bit now, and I think for him, you know, to to just the kind of mentally sound player that he is, um, kind of back to the point I just made. Like, if this performance is given in kind of maybe ten years earlier, he wins. There, there aren't that many guys who can catch him. He goes out there and wins this tournament because there aren't that many guys who can go out there and catch him. But now there's like four or five who today could have gone out there and, and caught him. And so I think, yeah, it's one of those deals where it's like, you know, in compared to how hot he was, he's cooled off. Right. But still, this is impressive to go and play at these different events and play as well as he had, you know, wins the Masters and now at the U.S. Open, completely different events, normally speaking, based off where they play, you know, especially based off where they play. Um, for him to have these performances, it, it still shows he's right there. Like he's still world number one. There's no quality drop off for him right now, in my opinion. All right. So as we look into the future here quickly, as we finish up the, the, the open championship, I almost said the British open golf fans are going to get mad at me if I do that. Uh, just a couple weeks away. Do we have a new favorite? Is it Matthew Fitzpatrick now? Well, I think people will go that way. Cause obviously, you know, that people would say, Oh, British going home. But like you see here, like I would say when you go to British soil, it actually does favor the European players more than a U.S. course does favor United States players just because there's so much, like, there are so many Europeans who play here in the U.S. as opposed to there's not many U.S. players who go and play on the, the European tours. So I would say, yeah, it probably does favor guys like that. I mean, I don't know how, though, you, you'd go there and you wouldn't favor a guy like Scotty Scheffler, right? I mean, he's just playing so damn well, so consistent. I would say John Rahm, too, right? In a U.S. Open to play this well, you kind of like the way that he's going there. Uh, 
Odds-wise, I think you and I both know, Peter, Rory is going to be a very, very sexy pick because obviously playing in the UK and, you know, um, with how he's been playing, he's kind of had the bridesmaid feel recently just in terms of quality of play. So I think Rory will be the favorite. Fitzpatrick will be up there. But if European, as far as Europeans go, I would go Rom and I go Rory before I would put Fitzpatrick there. Yes. Uh Rory will absolutely waste my money at the British <laughs> Open. I, I can I can guarantee right. it will happen. You can, of course, catch Josh every day on Locked On Big 12 and Locked On Nationals everywhere podcasts are and also on YouTube. Speaking of the Nationals. And finally, Ryan Zimmerman has seen a lot of firsts for the Washington Nationals. He was the team's first ever draft pick. He led the squad that won their first World Series and now... He is the first ever national to have his number retired. In an off-field ceremony just before Saturday's game with the Philadelphia Phillies, the man known as Mr. National removed a blue uniform with the number 11 that would be put on display. A plaque was also unveiled of Zimmerman and his number on the facade of the upper deck in foul territory between home plate and right field. A fitting tribute to a dying breed, the player who stays with an organization his entire career. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Now go make your second listen, the ultimate NBA mock draft. Locked On NBA brings you a mock draft unlike any other. Rafael Barlow from Locked On NBA Big Board, joined by every Locked On NBA host, plus some NBA insiders from Odyssey to deliver picks and analysis. Locked On does mock drafts better than anyone else, and the ultimate NBA mock draft is the perfect example. Coming up Tuesday, can the Tampa Bay Lightning begin to salvage this Stanley Cup series? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.